You're listening to the System Save Me podcast, episode number 159. Today, we're going to be talking about the three P's of selling your services. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sit pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Before I dive into this episode, I want to share with you a tool that totally makes me want to shout from the rooftops, I'm in love, I'm in love, and I don't care who knows it, Acuity Scheduling. I've had Acuity for over five years, so we're basically in a common law software marriage. Anywho, I'm going to tell you one way I use Acuity to save me time. Have you ever needed someone to schedule a time with you and send you a photo or document? No more searching your inbox for podcast guest photos or clients' random notes. Enter Acuity's ability to include a file upload question in your intake form. Simply go to the intake form subtab to create a new form, and inside the form, add the question named file upload. You can capture pictures, documents, music files, and more up to a five megabyte limit. Save the insanity that is your inbox and keep everything inside of Acuity for easy client management. If you want to learn more from my free training about how to use Acuity in your business or start using Acuity today, go to systemsamey.com slash Acuity for life. That's A-C-U-I-T-Y for life. All right, now back to the show. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to share this guest with you today. She's super sassy, maybe even a little sassier than I am, which makes her really fun. So I'm really excited to share her with you. Maggie, how are you doing today? I am so excited to be here, Jordan, and I am doing awesome. And hopefully I live up to my sassy reputation. (laughs) Do not put a curb on the sassiness because then, you know, I'm just out here on the sassy island by myself. So let's just go ahead and start off by having you shoot us a couple of details about you and your business. So I am a business growth consultant. I work with service-based business owners. And the reason I work with service-based business owners is because I think so many people have so much potential in their services and they don't see it. So I really help them figure out how they can put the pieces together so they can still have a life, not have clients run them into the ground and ultimately double their business. I love that. And you also have a podcast, which I just want you to shout out really quickly. So people Yep, the Small Business Boss podcast. And everything I do happens in the Small Business Boss world. I do own an agency, but we're not going to talk about that today. <laughs> right. So let's go ahead and dive into the juicy stuff of really how to package and price your services. Because I think in, this, in the service-based world, it's pretty notorious for underpricing and... I think that that is like so unfortunate because a lot of service-based people are just over givers, like generally speaking, (laughs) and I could, I guess, speak for myself as well. So kind of describe what your business was like or your clients' businesses are like before they've implemented this 3P system that we're going to talk about, but before they really get their packages and their pricing honed in. Yeah. So what I typically see, and this is, you know, born out of my own frustration of working in a client-driven business as a freelancer and then you know, kind of pivoting out on my own and creating an agency is, yeah. it's, you know, typically we have one of two problems in our business. We either can find clients and we can't book them or 
we just can't find the clients in the first place. And what I find for most people is they're really good at finding clients, but the booking part is where it all breaks down. And usually it comes down to one of these three P's in their sales process of the pricing proposals or packages. And if you can kind of tweak those, it all only makes things to come together um, so much smoother. And I know for me, Every time, you know, I play with the pricing because pricing tells a story or I started creating better proposals or I, you know, I started packaging myself and really owning my expertise, selling myself and closing that business became so much simpler and being able to do it in a way that's confident. And I, Mm. that's with my clients. What I see is like, they're, they have an income ceiling. They can't bust through it. They can't figure out how to do it. And just these small acts of creating these systems and processes can make a huge difference. Oh, a hundred percent. So is there like a, a moment or something that happens that finally drives people to put this process in place? So obviously they're either finding their clients and not able to book them or having trouble finding clients. Is there like, again, maybe it's their health or maybe it's, they get a bad client in and they're never wanting to experience that again. Um, what are those things that finally drive people to put this sort of process in place? Yeah. So it comes down to a couple of things is I do think, um, the pain of sales calls for a lot of people, because there's this script. A lot of us have, especially as women, I'm not good at sales. And I'm like, it's not that you're not good at sales. I'm not particularly good at sales either. It's that you don't have the confidence going into it. So, you know, they really struggle on sales calls and it's super, super uncomfortable and they can't close the business. Uh, They also find themselves really in these situations where they're underpricing because they don't know how to price and they just get tired of having these kind of tire clicker or nightmare clients that really run them into the ground. Or ultimately, they're really struggling with this whole trading time for dollars thing. Like everything is based on this hourly rate and it starts to feel very... um, disjointed with the way they want to serve their clients. So there's typically one of those things going on and they're like, you know what, do I keep a service business or can I do this in a better way? And usually I find people come to me at the point, they're like, I don't know how to make this work. How do I make this work in a way that I can still offer services and be really successful in my business? Yeah. I love that. So kind of walk us through these three P's that really help with all of those issues and whether or not, you know, you are at the point of like burnout or just like struggle busing and all that stuff. Hopefully you aren't there, but if you are, this really is going to help you. So go ahead and walk us through the three P's. So the first thing you want to kind of define is the packages. So a lot of times what we're doing is a client comes to us, they say, this is my problem. And we're like, Oh, 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 I can fix it. I can be the one to do that. Give me the money. And what we're doing in that situation is we're kind of devaluing ourselves a lot of times because we don't really know what we're selling. So getting really clear on what it is you offer, what you do, what you don't do, and how you do it. I think that's a really big part of packaging people miss is they'll be like, oh, here's my package. And it's a list of features. I'm like, no, 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 no. What's your secret sauce here? What's your method? Why should they choose you over someone else? Like positioning yourself as truly that subject matter expert for the client. And they know, Hey, if I need help with messaging or I need help with systems, they know exactly how to go to and know what those steps are. And guess what? When you define the steps and you take ownership of that process, when you get on a sales call with someone, they say, Oh, I need this. You can say, okay, you know what? This is how I do it. And you're so much more confident because you're like, this is the process we go through. Here's the results you can expect. And by defining that package in that way, all of a sudden you've taken control of the sales situation and you can present yourself with so much more confidence and be much more clear about the type of clients and the type of work you do. So that's, it really starts with that. 
Then the second part is pricing. So <laughs> here's how not to price your services. Huh? I don't know. I think it's four ninety seven. So many times we pick this price because it feels good or, right. or because we're scared and it doesn't feel good, but we're just going to pick that price anyways. Yeah. And we end up with this price that's completely jacked up. It's just <laughs> messed up and it doesn't make any sense. So we have this disjointed pricing that doesn't associate to the value of our package. So what we need to be doing is really looking at our pricing strategically from the perspective of what story does this tell to, does this tell to the market? Where does this position in my market? position me in my market. And most of all, where am I not accounting for the time or the cost? So things like if you're working with clients, a lot of people don't factor in time for project management. They oh, don't factor yeah. in hard costs of tools. Like when yeah. I did a lot of PR, I had a really expensive database. So I had to start baking that into every client engagement as part of the pricing. So you're like, oh, I want to make $30 or $50 an hour. Well, guess what? That's actually more like $100 an hour when you start playing with that as a baseline price. So calculating that out and really figuring out what that price needs to be and not being afraid to raise your prices. Um, I was literally just leading a hot seat call with my mastermind mm -hmm. and someone came up with pricing and I was like, okay, so what happened last time you raised your prices? She's like, nothing. I'm like, do it again. <laughs> right. Like, we all have stories about it, right? Yeah, and, there's nothing better than getting the price that you think is ridiculous and kind of laughing to yourself and be like, ha, that's fascinating. Why does someone just pay me that much? Awesome. <laughs> right. Exactly. I know. And I think that once you like raise your prices once, like each time it gets easier. And even if it is in, in smaller increments, I think like getting like really like, I guess, uh, flexing that muscle of just being able to really because I think, again, most service-based people are overgivers and underpricers. And so yep. we really have to start putting ourselves in position to win and be successful like a lot of people who are in digital sort of based businesses who have like the, the higher profit margins and they're working less and all that sort of mumbo jumbo. I think that in service-based businesses, we have this mentality around like, I'm going to be paid little and work a lot, which I just want to like nix that. Are there any other like, I guess, money mentalities that you run into in this whole pricing section that you kind of want to bash? <laughs> I think what the, you know, what's so interesting with pricing, and I think this is such a, a woman thing is we, we do want to be like, just what you said, we want to be of so much service mm -hmm. that we're scared to ask for that premium pricing. And mm -hmm. here's the thing that happens when you start dealing with premium pricing, you have premium clients. You don't have nightmare, as many nightmare clients. You're able to screen out people who are giving you their last $2,500. So really right. looking at that pricing of like, Hey, you know what? This is going to, protect me. It's going to get me better quality clients. And ultimately I'm going to be happier because I think so many times in our service business, we don't price things appropriately. And then we're like, Oh, I have to do a course or a group program. That's the only way I can make money. And like, yep. I have clients, they make well over hundred thousand dollars a year working 20 hours a week doing services because they have these systems locked down. And part of that is the pricing they use. Yep. I think that's so sharp and I so, so agree. Like you can, you can have a great service-based business that doesn't, you know, cost you sleep and sanity and other sorts of things. So, yeah. so I'm big on that. So then, and then the last P. The last P is proposals. So a lot of us as service-based providers, we write proposals and mm -hmm. I think we shy away from proposals because it's hard. It takes a lot of time. I don't yeah. know anyone who's like, I love writing proposals. 
it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work and nobody likes them. But yeah. I think the problem is, it's because we don't have this system down. Yeah. So don't shy away from writing proposals because proposals are an incredibly powerful way for you to position yourself as a solution to the client's problem. Yes, you can get on the phone with them and you can talk, but if you're not super smooth at sales, sometimes you're going to stumble your words, right. you're going to be a bit of a mess, you know, you're not going to feel like you have it together. The proposal lets you put things together in a way that really presents yourself in a professional way. And I, when so many times I like, I'm like, okay, I want to see your proposals and I get them from people. I'm like, you're missing three quarters of the proposal. Here's what most people put in the proposal. Here's the package and here's the price. I'm like, you could have that on a web page. You need to be like, and I'm not saying I don't do ultra custom proposals. Right. Your proposals should explain why they should choose you. And really set the stage Mm. for how you're going to work together. I think that's the most critical thing you can do to screen out clients and really Mm. set the rules of engagement with the client is, and we go so far in proposals. I'm like, put in your office hours, um, state response times are, I put in there, like, you must communicate with us in our project management system. Like we set the expectation and you know what? That helps us stand out. And I had a client and I thought this was so interesting. This year she's gone from making about, just under five a month to what she's on pace to do 20 a month, right? For this month. Yeah. And the biggest change she made was her proposals. She was able to get higher value clients because she upped her proposal game. And literally it was just a simple template change for her where she just positioned things slightly differently and really demonstrated to the client, like, Hey, I really want to do business with you and I'm worth the price I'm asking for. Mm, Yeah. I think, yeah. Having those expectations on the proposal is super crucial. And I think it also, oddly enough, like people think, oh, they won't think I'm nice or blah, 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 or I'm not flexible enough for them or stuff like that. But honestly, I feel like when people are really upfront about their expectations and boundaries, that that actually increases the value of like your services because there's less confusion when working with you because that happens so often, my goodness, of hiring people and then being like, wait, what, what's happening? Like, when can I talk to you? How can I talk to you? You have all of these questions. If it's cleared up, you're like, oh, that's easy. She just like answered all the questions that I could possibly have. So I think that there, there is that, that aspect as well. And I think what's so interesting about that is we hesitate to do that because we don't feel like we're in that power position. We feel like the client has all the power. And if you can start things off in a way that you're both on this equal footing, it's going to be a lot better working relationship and it's going to be way more professional. Like I do a lot of work with corporate clients and they've never seen proposals like this from people, you know, from agencies even. And they always complain like, oh, my last agency was like this. And then I'm like, oh, that's not how we do things. And I'm able to say our office hours are this, we do this, this, this. And all of a sudden they're lulled into the sense of security before they've even signed off on a contract. Mm, I love that. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really about just being open and communication. And that's as a service-based business owner, that's just what you have to do in order to not only have a great client experience for that person, but then also, you know, every client is a potential like new client as well, as far as like recurring or them giving you a referral of some sort. So, so I love all of that big on client experience and I love your three feet process. So I'm going to ask you the last few questions. What was your best financial investment in business? My best financial investment is every penny I've ever given to Tanya Geisler who works on the imposter complex. Yeah. Speaking of pricing and issues like that, um, 
I've worked with her like on and off for probably the last four, four and a half years. Wow. And she is amazing. I cannot recommend her enough. I will give her money all day, every day if I could. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. We'll have to link her up so you guys can go and check her out. I've heard her talk with Tara McMullen yep. on a bunch of different stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with her work a little bit, but I'm definitely going to go dive in now that you've, you've just raved her. And then what was your worst financial investment in business? <sighs> Pretty much anytime I've bought a course, to be honest, because I'm not a course taker by nature. I just, mm. that's not my learning style. I will yeah. always, and I, I've learned that the hard way. I always try and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to sit and watch videos like I'm a transcript reader. Like I'm like, no. So I think for me, just knowing that my learning style is different and that I will always pay a premium for one-on-one -on -one time with people. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm pretty much just, I, I like some courses depending on the topic, but, um, I definitely am a one-on-one -on -one intensive learner. So I'm like, I would yep. rather pay a premium for you to come in for three hours, come in for a day, whatever that is, and just like knock it out because the how doesn't scare me because obviously I do systems for a living. And so I just need usually the strategy, the overarching, all of that stuff. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can run off and, and yeah. And I think that's true for a lot of service providers. That's something that has come up within my mastermind group. They're like, Oh, we want to just like talk to you for a whole day. I'm like, why? I'm like, what's wrong with you? I don't want to listen to myself for a whole day. But I mean, I think when you're going to remove yourself from the business, it's so much easier to remove yourself for like the intensives you do, Jordan, or those types of experiences versus being like, oh, I guess I'm going to like take three hours and sit down and watch some videos. It's, it's just not, right. there's a lack of connection there. And I think a course can be really helpful in some ways, but personally, it doesn't work great for me. Yeah, no, I think it's good that you know yourself and can just like literally cut that out of your investing um, strategy. So where can people find you online? So obviously website, social media, podcasts, all that good stuff. Yeah. So the best place to find me is the Small Business Boss podcast because that's where it's all going on. And yeah. then over at smallbusinessboss.co. And if you need help with your content over at scoopstudios.co. Nice. And we'll have all of that linked up in the show notes. Really easy for you to go and find. Um, show notes and description are all linked up there so you can find Maggie easily and simply. Thank you so much again, Maggie, for coming on and, and shedding a light on something that probably every service-based business owners, including myself, has struggled with. So thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me, Jordan. Thanks for listening to System Safety. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Safety. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsamey.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.